reminder that football practice has been canceled this afternoon. Also, the Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss the Amityville Horror. And please, if anyone sees Jody, the class pig, report it to the front desk immediately. Welcome to the Retro Club. We're your host, Megan. And John. And this is our first episode. The very first. It is the inaugural episode. Ooh, I'm excited. So before we jump in to our first episode's topic, I guess we should tell you a little bit about what this podcast is and maybe a little bit about ourselves without boring you too much. Right. So we're actually married. We've been married for 11 years. Yes, together. 13? Yeah. We've been together for a minute, for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what we bonded over, mostly when we first got together, one of our hobbies was ghost hunting. That was (laughs) something. A lot of horror movies. Yeah. And then movies. So mostly horror movies, I feel like, is our wheeled house. But really, we're, we're down to watch just about anything oh yeah yep and i i mean i feel like our tastes do differ a little bit when it comes to even the horror genre but it works out i think that's the yeah the good thing about it, it. it's a lot of yin and yang yeah mostly yang <laughs> what is which which one am i yang oh okay <laughs> mostly me yeah i like oh. being yang thanks yin yang <laughs> You forgot your bling bling. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so. This oh, wait, that's Ling Ling. <laughs> wrong movie. Well, that's. um. Oh, is the that hot, hot chick? chick? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, this podcast, The Retro Club, we are going to be covering mostly movies, but every once in a while we'll throw in some other things. Um, yeah. Just really the- anything that we consider nostalgic absolutely and so probably anything in the last decade or older and we'll We'll, probably touch on newer stuff here and there but it'll we're definitely going to be covering the stuff we grew up with and the things that defined our relationship or defined our childhood there definitely be a lot of kisses thrown in there just kisses yeah just a lot of tidbits Oh, okay. I thought you meant <laughs> Just like... Just a lot of random stuff. You already see that coming. Okay. I thought you meant like, we kiss, like... <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, okay. <laughs> we'll just bring up a random movie somewhere in there. You know it's going to happen. Oh. I can't help I don't think that. there's ever going to be an episode where we talk about one movie without referencing at least one other movie. I know. It's, it's hard even with this one. I know I can already see it coming. Yeah. But that's a little bit about us and what this what to expect from our podcast. And I guess we can just jump right into our first topic, which since it's the fall, we decided to go spooky and kind of focus. And because we do like horror movies a lot, that's our I would say our favorite genre overall. I feel like we had a a really good pick to start off with. Yeah, we're going to start with a super classic Absolutely. This is this is a really fun one, mm-hmm. especially for like a couple's movie. 
I've always thought this was a great couples movie. Yeah, I could see that. I guess curling up on the on the couch, turning the lights down, like lovers do. Get a, <laughs> get a blanket, some popcorn, mm. Mm. light a false scented candle. <laughs> uh, this first adults only. Oh god. This first movie we're going to be covering is the Amityville Horror, and not. Ryan Reynolds. And we're not going to cover a lot about the actual murder. This is strictly going to be the movie from 79. Yes. The 1979 Amityville Horror with James Brolin. And And Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. And Murray Hamilton. Who's Murray Hamilton? Murray Hamilton from Jaws. And he was also in The Fog. In the fog, he had a wonderful big mustache. Oh, gross. (laughs) His mustache was amazing. See, that's the thing. Here's why we go together so well. Just because we like movies, I don't do names. I do faces. and You do do faces. John is the trivia person. He can tell you names and dates, and that's not me. (laughs) I can't do that stuff. Girl, you're about to make me blush over here. (laughs) Stop. I don't know what you're doing. All right. I'm going to give you a quick plot summary of the Amityville Horror, the original Amityville. Just to give you an idea, if you have been living under a rock and have never seen this movie, first of all, I'm shocked. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way you haven't seen it, even an adaptation of this movie or a sequel. My God. At least heard of it. What, like two dozen Different man <laughs> segues of this. Even the freak, the damn shark from Jaws got an Amityville movie. It did. I'll, we'll probably do a quick run through of some of them. I don't know if we'll go through all. We'll see. We'll see. There's maybe a couple we'll, of maybe we'll do about. them like just quick, quick fire. But the plot summary of the movie is the newlyweds and their three children move into a large house where a mass murder was committed. They start to experience strange, inexplicable manifestations, which have strong effects on everyone living in or visiting the house. See, now why wouldn't you want to watch a movie about something like that? A haunted house story. Yeah. It's a classic. Classic trope. Tale as old as time. (laughs) Well, and it's also based off of real events, which make it even spookier. Like, oh, not yeah. just in the movie, they say, it really, I mean, this there really was a murder that took place there. So, yeah. But the, we'll talk about the movie first and yeah. then jump into the, the real life events a little bit later. Yeah, that movie opens. I, I love the opening to that movie because it just goes right from the crime scene. And the first person you see is James Tolkien. And that is, who does he play? Uh, the principal from... Back to the Future. Who is he in Amityville, though? He was the coroner. Oh, okay. So you see, he's in there for all of five seconds. But it's still memorable. I bet he got a decent check anyway. I hope so. Oh, wait, he's got Back to the Future (laughs) Uh, money, though. That was before Back to the Future. Doesn't matter, still got Back to the Future money. Mm, Okay. Oh, and he was in Top Gun, don't forget. Okay, don't hate me. I've (laughs) never seen Top Gun. But I will before this podcast is over, I'm certain. (laughs) Yeah, especially with a new one that's already out. How can I take you to see Maverick? I'm sorry. Well, I'll watch it. I will watch it. But go on. Sorry. Anyway, so that movie opens with the coroner 
and the body's being brought out. From that, it starts moving along, and we get to where we get to meet, oh my gosh, what is her name? Elsa Raven, who is also in Back to the Future. Oh, I guess she is. Yeah, she's the clock tower lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to do it? Save the clock tower. There you go. <laughs> she shakes her little yeah. jar. She stops Marty McFly from getting some ass is what she did. She did. She did cut him off. <laughs> All that over a damn clock that don't work. It works now. Does it? Does it work? Maybe. I don't. Maybe. <laughs> Man, it was like 2015. That clock still wasn't doing nothing. That's Whatever. all I'm saying. Back to the movie. Uh, she plays the, but in Amityville, she plays the real estate agent. Yes. And then you get to meet James Brolin, charming ass James Brolin with a perfect beard and hair combo. To start. Yes. It doesn't end that way. Well, don't ruin it yet. Okay. And then Margot Kidder and her terrible acting. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't Saturn Award worthy. James Brolin, I thought, was better than her in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. but... But anyway, so they're going through the house. Um, they start discussing the finances of the house, how much it's going to cost them, how much it should be on the market for. But the crazy thing is, is you have this woman, like, she knows something's up in the house right from the get-go. Mm, Margot's character? No, not Margot. Um, Miss Townsend, the real estate oh, agent. the real estate agent. Well, yeah, because she knows. She knows what's happened in the house. She's just, she's quick to disclose it and then, like, brush it under the rug. <laughs> like, mm, people died here anyway. Right, so she's, like, just looking around and stuff. She goes downstairs. Papers start moving. She's like, uh, I hope they hurry up and sign this shit. I want to get out of here. <laughs> and James Brolin's just up there trying to weigh the pros and cons of buying the house. Which is a, a steal, first of all. The house is listed for eighty grand, which today is only about, I think, wasn't it $350,000, $60,000, yeah, something like that? Yeah, it was an insanely good price. And that's... Uh, in what upstate New York it's on yeah. the water like there's no way no way right it had a boathouse it had a uh it had like an, a house that was off that you could rent to people it had all kinds of great stuff it had all mm -hmm. that property so they it should have been a big red flag right there why it was it so cheap yeah real things weren't disclosed about the house until they're like why is it so cheap mm -hmm. oh there were murders here Oh, all right. Yeah. They said it wasn't a big deal. No. He says to himself that houses don't have memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, it's move-in day. Everybody loves move-in day. And so they're just trying to get all their boxes unpacked and all that. Um, I, that's right where they meet Rod Steiger. The priest. Oh, who, okay. Who is really, I think he was really good in this movie. A lot of people say he overacted in this, and I just think he was really into the character. Uh, I feel like every character that threw up in this movie overacted a little bit when it came to throwing on. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't know if he threw up. 
He did. Well, he was gagging and kept doing like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The nun is the one who she needs to chill out. You got. We can't be cutting on the nun. (laughs) If there's one thing I really appreciated about this movie, it was the nuns. Okay. You know why. I know. Yeah. I won't spoil it yet, I guess. (laughs) I'll let you get to it. All right. But so we get to the part where they're moving into the house and. Rod Steiger comes to bless the house. Rod Steiger plays Father Delaney. Uh, he goes into one of the rooms to start, gets all of his garb and stuff on. Then door shuts. We get some flies here because, you know, I'm going to guess the seals on the house weren't that good. It wasn't just a few flies. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few flies in that house. There's a nasty amount of flies. I mean, if they would have had better seals in the house, like I said, they, okay. they wouldn't have had a, such a bad fly problem. And then he starts, like, choking up, which be really that would really suck, just choking that much with all those flies around. I would, too. Nasty. It's gross. I just assume it was really hot and smelly in there. Is That's just what I assume. I That's actually a pretty good point. Yeah. And especially because... Oh, he's just stuck in that room. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the get out. That should have gave him the hint right there. But then the thing has to be more stern. Oh, the house whispering to him. Yeah. Then it's like, get out. <laughs> so he's like, huh, better book it. Yeah, they don't even know. The family doesn't even realize he stops by the house that time, do they? No. I think he has, if I remember, because, I mean, we watched it. A little bit ago, but mm-hmm. if I remember, uh, they don't find out until a little bit later that he was there. Yeah, I think it's through a phone call. Maybe I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, because she ends up talking to the other priest, uh, Father Brolin, and I think that's his name, Bolin Brolin, something like that. And he tells him that he had stopped by the house, and she's like, "No, we were here all day." Yeah, it's and he says, "Oh, there must have been must have been a mix up." <laughs> yeah, but the crazy thing is, is all this stuff happens, and Rod Steiger's trying to tell these other priests and stuff. You know, hey, there's evil in that house, and Murray Hamilton always being that guy, just like he was in Jaws. Oh, okay. He was the mayor. The mayor. Yeah. Now, see, I don't know names, but I know faces. Yeah. I can do that. I feel like that was the priest best um, scene in that movie is when he gets emotional with the other priest telling him like what he experienced in the house and they told him to chill out. Oh yeah. He's just trying to tell him, Hey, there were murders in the house. What I felt there, what I saw there. I wouldn't call that. If that's the part they're talking about being, he's being overacting or he's overacting in that part. I don't, I wouldn't agree with that. I think that was a good scene. No, it was it was really good. I think Murray Hamilton really stole that because, to me, he comes off really cold. He's really good at playing a character that comes off cold. Well, yeah, and the fact that they're all men of the church and just the way... Men of the cloth. The fact that they're all men of the church and the way that they act and the way that they talk to each other, it... I don't know. It makes you second guess a little bit about what goes on behind closed doors yeah 
Like, who would have thought those nuns were out there, like, you know, doing everyday stuff like they're doing? <laughs> like the nun that's just balling those kids up? <laughs> she was getting buckets. I do remember that scene. She does dunk on that one kid. <laughs> she, her jumper was smooth. Those kids should be really happy they didn't have to face but one nun. Because it could have been three of them. Just the one? Yeah. They would have tapped out if there was one. If they saw more walking up. That's what I'm saying. If they had to face the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Stop. Man, one big one named like uh, like Sister Barb or something. She's like, give me the rock. Stop. <laughs> You're dumb. Sister Barb, man. Got to fear her. You know she just walks around with like one of those me- uh, measuring sticks. Oh, like a like yardstick? Ru- like a yardstick ruler. She's just, just bumping it on her, on her palm. Ugh. <laughs> no. Class is in session. You know she's saying that on the court. Jeez. Tripping kids up, whacking the back of their knees. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> About to turn your ankles into wine. <laughs> I don't know why I got her talking like Shaq. I don't and not know. even that. Like a, It's a really bad version of Shaq. It's, it's not a good one. All right. Well, I'm just saying. It's not that should good. I do, should I just try to do it like Shaq? Hey, give me the, give me the rock. There you go. Kobe. <laughs> There. Jumpers. Oh my god. Free throws. Barbecue chicken. Rings. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but back to the back to the movie. It's crazy that they were only in this thing for twenty eight days. Was it twenty eight? I I'm pretty sure it was twenty eight days. I thought it was twenty six. Mm. Some regardless, it's less than a month. Yeah. Less than a month that they spent in this house before they couldn't take it anymore. And talk about freaking just the the downfall of James Brolin. He came in there looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a dude that need to take a bath. He was nasty looking when they left. I know. It, the whole time he's just like, I'm coming apart. It's like, no, you need to shower. He, t- he would have looked a ton better if he just would have. Like, I don't know, stop cutting wood for five seconds. I know. Sweaty mess. And people just be putting pressure on him throughout the whole movie, too. Like, he's got to walk into being the a homeowner, a stepfather. Uh, he's got to be a provider. Oh, and I, he's like a partial business owner, too, isn't he? Yeah, he's a co-owner of business. But that's what happens when you own a business. You have responsibilities. He knew what he was getting into. I, yeah. Well, he needed to know. You can't sign up for all that stuff. That's true. If I was going through all that, I'd probably be out chopping wood, too. Just out there for hours. Yeah. What'd you do today? Just chop wood. And why did he turn and just chuck that axe across the yard and stick the landing into that tree? Just He's like, oh, I'm coming just a second. And then... <laughs> um, if you earn a new skill, wouldn't you want to show it off? I get... Why is he trying to show off in front of his business partner? He's trying to show him his new skill. Oh, man. Nobody asked. You mean nobody axed? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but, um, but then that poor guy, man, he just looked rough by the end of the movie. Yeah. Nasty. And Margot Kidder. But nothing compared to Margot Kidder. <laughs> like they tried to push her as a sex symbol throughout the whole movie. She didn't, okay, she didn't like degrade as much as he did, but I can't. 
her upper lip. I don't know. It does just the way she talks. Something it's like she doesn't use her upper lip. It's, it's like she weird. just gets lazy when she talks. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, I I'm trying to think of words that some words that she says where it's like this father. Top lip. <laughs> yeah. Father. The top lip doesn't move. It's weird. I. I mean, she was okay, but. You know what's even worse? Unsettling. That's the same chick that made Superman give up his powers. I, he gave his superpowers up for that chick. I never saw Superman either with her. <sighs> no. <sighs> it's a good movie. It's a really good movie, but <laughs> okay. I was like, you got Sometimes you got to come back to reality. I get. I just. I don't know. She was all right. I don't know who I would. Who would you have rather seen in that spot if not her in Amityville? I would, you would in think? In the 70s. Well, they cast James Brolin, who was coming right off of a big movie, which I figured that's why they cast her, too, because, I mean, she was just in Superman. So that's, It was a cash grab. They thought that the names would bring in. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. See, I'm not familiar with actors at that time. I'm so terrible with names. I wouldn't know who to put in that spot if it wasn't her. Ooh. I'm not... Maybe someone like, I don't know, Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. I, I could have saw her in that role. She was, because I thought Kathy Lutz was blonde, wasn't she? Uh, I or like don't dirty know. blonde, maybe. I could be wrong. I, I might couldn't be wrong. Pi- I don't know if I'd picture her in that kind of, cause did she ever do horror movies? Olivia she did Newton-John? Xanadu. That's not a horror movie. It was to me. That was a love story. <laughs> The roller skating love story. <laughs> and you don't see anything scary about that? No. Okay. Nothing. Not even when they go to see her father's Zeus. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, in the Muse goodness. world. Yes. He's just an, a voice, an entity. Ugh, that's, we're not talking about Xanadu. We'll have to save that. I don't want to talk too much about it because I think I want to <laughs> talk about it sometime in the future. Yeah, for sure. But... Um, I don't know. I think I was fine with her uh, in that spot. Ooh. Um, Adrian from Rocky. She would have been good for that. I could see that. Talia Shire. I think that's her name. I could. You asked me maybe? like I would know. I have no idea. But I could see that. I could see her in that spot. Yeah. Because she was already in a horror movie mm-hmm. that didn't do well. But I mean, what she was in What horror movie it. was she in? Uh, I think it's called Prophecy or Grizzly or something like that. Around I, the same it, time? Right around there, I think. Hmm. It was bad. It was really bad. Well, overall, Amityville, I guess it depends on how you feel about the real life. Um, the real life murders that took place in that house. One thing we do got to add. Hmm. No murdering of the dog. I was oh. very okay with that. That's an actual website. Did you know? It's I think it's called DoesTheDogDie.com, and it tells you if animals die in movies. Really? That is a real thing, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of cool. I need to know. You may want to check me and make sure I'm right, but I think it's DoesTheDogDie.com. That's a big deal, because I've known people that won't finish a movie if an animal if an dies. If an animal dies in it, yeah. It lives, you guys. Don't worry. He, uh, Henry. 
Harry. Harry. <laughs> I almost <laughs> called him Hank. I don't know why. It's an H name. <laughs> Whatever. Harvey. Close enough. Harvey. Anyway, the the dog does live. So. But there's still a lot of good things about Amityville. Uh, you got the demonic pig. Those. Yeah. Oh my gosh! The eyes outside the window. Mm-hmm. The first time you see that, even no matter how, how old you were, to me it it scared me the first time I saw it. I saw Amityville when I was older the first time, so I feel like it didn't have as big of an impact on me that way, just because it is an older movie. So when I saw it, the effects weren't great. They didn't, you know, shock me as much as they should have, I think. It's really, it's left an imprint on me. Mm -hmm. Because like sometimes you'll just be checking out the window by yourself at home, Mm -hmm. and then you're like... I hope no pig demons out there. Why? Who said it was a pig? Where that did com- that come from? That comes from the original story the Lutz, Lutzes gave. There's a demon pig in the house. The Lutzes or the DeFeos? DeFeo. The L- no, 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 no. The Lutzes. Oh. That's from the original, the original testimonial. Mm. Hmm. Okay. That's a weird... Weird thing. Well, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah, and it, that's what got added to the book. Okay. But you have all kinds of really good things about that movie. I really love the scene in the basement where Harry's trying to dig oh, into yeah. the cross into that floor, and then some that chick just goes in and starts cracking at their wall. The medium. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what her name even is. I, yeah. yeah, I can't remember her name either. But starts tearing up their wall. Yeah, then James Rowan's like, I'll tear my own wall up, thank you. <laughs> he I'm the one that hasn't bathed. Ugh. Yeah, but she does, she's got, whose voice is that when she says it's a portal to hell? Uh, it's supposed to be some kind of like spirit that dwells, like it's Jody, it's the devil. Well, I've I even felt heard, like- someone even like said it's supposed to be like an old Indian chief. Oh, well, I don't know who who actually like actor voiced that part because they did other. It sounded like the same voice from earlier in the movie. Yeah. And but I don't know if it was one of the characters in the movie or just someone who did a voiceover. I would just bet it's a voiceover. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. I mean, wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then you get the face in the crawl space, the all red crawl space. Yeah. And that's just, that's James Brolin's brother. Yeah, because you can tell it looks like him, but not quite. Like, like you know something's off when you see it. Uh, Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, they're related, but they're not Mm -hmm. the same person. Right. They didn't do just a mirror effect or something like that. Right. Which is cool. Because it was supposed to be him looking at um, Ronald DeFeo, right? Because everyone said he looked like oh, him. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I thought he was like looking at his own reflection, like it was, it was him seeing that he was evil. I took it as he was looking at. That's better, because I mean, oh, probably the best part of the movie is where they're sitting in the bar, and he's mm-hmm. just trying to relax, you know. Because throughout this whole movie, James Brolin is just trying to relax. You know, mm-hmm. George is just in. Just somewhere trying to relax. Mm-hmm. And his buddy comes to meet him tell him, hey, you need to get these checks signed. Yeah. Then the bartender's like, 
Jesus Christ. Just tips the drinks over and all that. Tells yeah. him you look just like the kid that committed those murders. I'd be mad too. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder how far back it goes because if Ronald DeFeo said he heard voices and stuff, did he see the same face? And it's just been like generations of... Face, the same face? James Brolin's. <laughs> oh, man. Hiding in the basement. Just all these guys waiting to be in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Well, <laughs> it's... It does make, I don't know how far back that goes. I mean, I guess if the DeFeo murders were the first one to happen in the house. Right. And there's been tons of families since and before that had that house, so. Mm-hmm. That claim there's nothing wrong with it. Right. So, it could just be, that's getting into the true crime part, so I guess I'll hold off on that for just a second. Yeah. But I think, as far as the movie goes, the... Depending on how you feel about critic reviews, I personally don't like to read reviews. I I really, I, I get what you're saying about going right into reviews, mm-hmm. but the ending of that movie, how did you feel about him going back in the house? Oh, running in for the dog? Right. I mean, he's I heard marching bands, the literal walls were bleeding mm-hmm. just this is this has got to be it this is mm-hmm. this is the the last day i would have done the same thing if there's an animal in the house i'm going back in okay that's I, understandable i feel like there had to be something just the animal had to be dead i i can't think of many instances where i wouldn't run back in for my animals plus harry saved him too harry's like you got to help Started tugging on him to get up. He did. He tried steps. to get him out of the, the whatever that was in the basement, yeah. the pit of blood, the whatever. <laughs> Pull Harry. <laughs> he did. Harry's doing like, I'm his doing best. my best. <laughs> That's what I think. He's like, my God, you're heavy. You gotta fucking help, George. <laughs> I can't do all the work. <laughs> but that's how the movie ends. They just drive off, left all their shit, and then. That's it. That is. That wraps it up, I guess, as far as the the, movie, the breakdown of the movie. Yeah. But as far as reviews go, I personally don't like to read reviews on movies before watching them. I even if someone says it's a bad movie, if I've already got my head, I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah, because we're all critics. Mm -hmm. You like what you like. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. For the people who do like the reviews, though, I guess, if you're that interested. I pulled a couple. I Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel like is the big one, but I don't put a lot of stock in them anyway. It, even if I do check out reviews, they're not... I'd never agree. I almost rarely agree with Rotten Tomatoes reviews. But they only give it a 28% on well, this movie. Yeah, but you mean, eh. They give movies reviews that I don't agree with all the time. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. Rotten Tomatoes, I don't agree with them most of the time. No. Now, IMDb gave it 6.2 out of 10, which is a little bit better, but it's kind of saying it's just middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever you make of it. If you don't like old, older 
horror movies because it it's dated. It's from the seventies. Yeah, and barely. But. And one thing that kind of gets lost in the shuffle with all that is a lot of the websites now have mm-hmm. come along after these movies were already here. Mm-hmm. So you're losing that that movie's the first of its kind. So. Well, and that's the problem now is you can't see. There's so many remakes of movies, and I'll cover all most of the re or remake sequels, whatever offshoots of this. But everything, I feel like it's been done, and it's the point that they're just recycling all these old, all these old movies and old storylines, and there's hardly an original thought out there anymore when it, it comes to movies. It's really kind of come down to you hear a title that you recognize and maybe it's something you grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's easier to cash in on that than it is on something new and unique. Yeah. Well, and anything now, especially in the horror genre, I feel like they just go for shock value. Cause with this, I personally think Amityville is a slow burn. Yeah, um, you, you, all the action comes in like the last 15 20 minutes, the real good stuff. And you but you do have stuff that is like a little jolting. You just have, it it's not like every scary movie where it's like a jump scare every mm-hmm. time you have to take a drink or something like that. The very beginning does have a little bit of a jump there when she's the real estate agent is showing the Lutzes the house. And she's walking up the stairs to the attic and it freezes. And the first time I saw that movie, I thought something was wrong with it uh, because it paused and it jumps to flashbacks of the DeFeo family being murdered. The gunshots. And yeah, that's it starts off really strong, but then it almost fizzles into this just this new this family moving into a new house and learning how to live together and newlyweds with their you know blended family and all that stuff i feel like it tries to go lighthearted on you before starting to build up that suspense again yeah the movies in so many parts it's it's hard to read the characters because they all changed so much, including the kids. The kids annoy the crap out of me. I I try to be nice about them, but man, they're annoying. Like the daughter doing absolutely nothing to help the babysitter. I That scene used to give me so much. It still does. Gives me a lot of anxiety where she yeah. just has her locked in the closet. Well, she doesn't really. She's not keeping her locked in the closet, but she's doing nothing to get her out of the closet. But you also feel bad for the kids, too. Like you have. Uh, what's his name? Danny. Well, I don't the one that the has the window name. that shuts on his hand. That's sad. I did feel bad for him in that moment. But that little girl, no, I yeah. did not have any sympathy for that child. Don't be a smart ass. Oh my god, she's the one who encourages Jody. Ooh, kinda. You're mm-hmm. right. She really does. Like, how are you not noticing that it's? Tearing your family apart, and you just keep egging it on. Why are you doing this? God. I know. Just letting it sit in your rocking chair. Singing it songs. Yeah. Dumb. Can't carry a tune to save her soul. She's <laughs> singing that Jesus loves me in, like, 
four different octaves. I know. <laughs> what is it? Jesus loves me. He loves me a bunch. No. Because he. Oh, wrong song. Wrong song. <laughs> Jesus. No. But I. Overall, this. I don't hate this movie. I like it just because it is a classic. But I have I a lot of love for it. Have to agree. I put it middle of the middle of the road. Just those older, and it it all has to do with the older style movies. It, they're not as good of quality. And I'll be honest, I've become desensitized to horror. I do need a little bit more oomph to grab me. Um, I think for me, it's the atmosphere. The atmosphere of that movie is so good. Mm-hmm. It, it drew me in right away. Like it's set in the fall. It uses, like it uses really, really nice colors. Mm-hmm. And it definitely captures a, a time. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's okay. I don't know where you would put it, but I, I think it's, I would watch it. I'd give it a chance at least before you jump into watching the Ryan Reynolds remake. I haven't even watched that. I I've, would say watch this it. one first. Have I've seen it, yeah, and I like the original better. Who plays Margot Kidder's character? I can't think of. Uh, uh, it's been so long since I've seen that. I can't remember her name. That one came out in oh five. Yeah, two thousand and five. Now, if you really want the rundown, I can run through all these rem- remakes and sequels <laughs> really quickly if you'd like. I can talk about a couple of them. Now let me tell I've seen uh, the amount of movies made that have (laughs) nothing to do with Amityville, the house, but they threw the Amityville name on it is outrageous. They're just trying to make money. Uh, You said there's a shark movie with the Amityville name. Why? What does a shark have to do with the Amityville house? Amityville (laughs) Island, baby. Nothing. Jaws. Ugh. I, which is solely why I think they made that. And they act, you know, they waited at least a couple years before hitting us with a, the first sequel, which was Amityville 2, The Possession. Also known as the incest movie. Incest? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, I've seen it. It has Diane Franklin there. She was like a huge crush for me growing up. Oh. Uh, the plot of that one says... Not that- in that movie. What? Not in that movie. Oh, okay, God. Um, that one came out in 1982, and the plot of it is that the Montelli family moves in, and then demons prey on their abusive father, Anthony, and their ferociously religious mother, Dolores, mm-hmm. and they call a priest for an exorcism, and their teenage son, Sonny, <laughs> drive, is driven to madness and abuses his younger sister, Patricia. Ah, that's... Is that... Yeah. Okay. I got to talk about that movie really fast. Oh, hit us with it because Rotten Tomatoes gave that an 11%. It's, is that it's generous? really bad. Okay. <laughs> Even with Paulie from Rocky, that movie couldn't be saved. He's and in that too. <laughs> he's the dad. He's the oh, abusive no. father. But the, it, the brother-sister relationship from that jump in that movie, you're like, mm-hmm. No thanks. I've not seen it, so. Yeah. I saw it a, a, no, it's been a while back, but 
it's just, and it's not a good one. Yeah, it didn't do as well as Amityville. Go figure, not a lot of sequels do. But they tried really hard because a year later they came out with Amityville 3D in 1983. (laughs) Got a hit on the 3D. I've not seen any of these sequels. Um, (laughs) My God. 3D, though, Mm -hmm. has Meg Ryan in it. I think it might be her first starring role. I can't remember. But that movie is so bad, you don't even know it's an Amityville movie. You know, I did write that down. I just said Meg Ryan's in this movie, and then I put You Can Do Better (laughs) in my notes. Uh, It says that an investigative reporter named John Baxter buys the house to prove the stories are fake. And soon his daughter Susan and her friend Lisa experience stuff. Estranged wife Nancy, supernatural expert Elliot West, think the evils left the building, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. The big drawing thing on that was like the giant like Ninja Turtle demon hand. What? Yeah. it's It also sucks. But it was trying to cash in all of the 3D movies. You had like Friday the 13th 3D, Jaws 3D. When did those come out though? This came out in 83. Right, yeah, right around that time. Was it really? Yeah, you had the. It was like a 3D bang because all those movies got third installments. I guess. Well, it doesn't end there, kids. And now this is where we're going to go rapid fire. So strap in. <laughs> There's Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, Amityville Curse, Amityville, It's About Time, Amityville, A New Generation, Amityville Dollhouse, Dollhouse. Yes. Amityville Horror, which is the remake in 2005. Mm-hmm. The Amityville Haunting, The Amityville Asylum, Amityville Death House, The Amityville Playhouse, Amityville Vanishing Point, The Conjuring 2. Now, that is on this list because very briefly in the beginning yeah. we talk about Amityville, but it's not really an Amityville movie. But again, anything to claim fame. That's what happens. <laughs> that's it. And I like the Conjuring series. I do, I do like too. those movies. A lot. There And... These all Except came the out in 2016. After The Conjuring, <laughs> uh, Amityville Vanishing Point came out in 2016. The Amityville Legacy, Amityville Terror, Amityville No Escape. And then in 2017, you get Amityville Evil Never Dies, Amityville Exorcism, Amityville Prison, Amityville oh The Awakening, Amityville Mount Misery Road, and The Amityville Murders. And that stopped, and I stopped that in 2018. I'm certain, and that's not including interviews that have been made into documentaries. There's a ton of those. Those are movies about Amityville. <laughs> Man, and I'm positive, just at Walmart alone, just mm-hmm. in like the last couple times we went there, I know I saw one that said Amityville Scarecrow. I am positive on it. Oh, gee, anything to throw that name on. I mean, none of these have anything to do with the house you can't own a town name there's something that amityville new generation is about a haunted mirror amityville (laughs) about time is about or it's about time is about about a clock clock. (laughs) the amityville dollhouse is just a replica and all of those were straight to video oh you had no chance to see i'd be surprised if they weren't made for tv Uh, mm. Those ones, I did notate that they were straight to video. Uh, so was the Amityville Haunting, Amityville Legacy, Terror. Yeah. A lot of those movies. And none of them have to do with the house or the Lutzes or even the DeFeos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they probably remade Amityville 2. Just called it Electric Boogaloo. No. Oh. Anyway, 
it's overdone. The point is, that's why I'm talking about there's no original thought. They just, they take one tiny little seed inkling from this movie and they're like, let's just turn this into a whole movie itself. That's another thing, though. I think all of those sequels that have come out have really hurt the first movie's legacy. I really, really deep down believe that. It kind of makes a joke of it. It does. Because the first movie was taken seriously because of the book. Mm-hmm. And the first movie was supposed to be a made-for-TV movie. And that I can see. I could see that. But I even worse, okay, so these all these remakes and sequels make the first movie look silly, but then it almost makes a joke out of the actual murders that happened in that house. Right. Which we mentioned a couple of times, but the Amityville house is a real house in Amityville, New York. Yeah. And there was like a super horrific murder that took place in there. Ronald DeFeo murdered his entire family. Yeah. And it's such a big story and it's held such like a legacy Mm -hmm. that the address isn't even the same. It doesn't exist. Yeah, they had to change it. And the filming, of course, wasn't done in the actual Amityville no. house. The town but, wanted nothing to do with that. But it is kind of played off of that Dutch colonial style home. Yeah, which the house I, with the windows of the eyes. I don't even know if it looks like that today. I'm sure they've updated things and changed things. Well, if you had to deal with a house where it has all that fame, Mm-hmm you're going to start doing all the remodeling you can if you can afford it. They they couldn't even film close to Amityville. They had to film the movie in New Jersey. I'm sure New Jersey was more than happy to let someone film there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jason was just down the block somewhere. (laughs) Also from New Jersey. Jason Voorhees, yeah. Camp Crystal Lake's based out of New Jersey. Why did I not know that? I don't know why. Because no one ever thinks that. Because you know why? When I was little, I used to think like Camp Crystal Lake was in the Midwest. Yeah, that's because like, like Freddie's from there, <laughs> Michael's from there. It just make, would make sense that Jason was from there too. Yeah, they're just all in like this division, you know, trying to see who's gonna win, who's going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's they are. They're like the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> horror horror uh, icons. <laughs> yeah, villains. definitely the big three. Yeah, um, but back to the actual murders that also i mean the movie itself i think came out with such mixed reviews anyway because so many people believe that the lutzes were just playing off of the defeo murder for fame no like they believe a lot of people think it's all made up the lutzes still stand by it's true and what really all that really happened to them in this house but it's hard to believe it is hard to believe it really is, because at the core of, like, even the movie, it's a family that's in over their head. Mm-hmm. Like, all this debt. I could see that. You got a family of five. Uh, she doesn't work. Kathy didn't have a job, did she? No, I don't believe so. And I, he's a business owner that it wasn't going well because he was neglecting the business because of his new family, his new house. Uh, I mean, and all that wood he was chopping. And all the wood. He should have started selling that. He could have made some decent money. <laughs> he could have. He should have just opened a lumber yard. I feel like he was chopping down neighbor's <laughs> trees. And they came outside like, what are you doing, guy? Like, he can't have that many trees in his ha- in his yard. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
where where did he get all the wood? That is a good question. I'm sure he just had somebody just bring it on over, and he's just like, or he hauled it. Because if That's he hauled it for true. free, he could just start chopping wood. And then split it. And then, What's the point? Ugh, so dumb. He can haul wood, but he can't cover a check. He can't. Couldn't Good. cover the check for the wedding. But Told I that think dude he could eat his own damn food. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is a good idea that the Lutzes just were in over their head financially. And they said, here's our chance to get famous and get money. And it, it worked. Whether, I mean, whether it's the truth or not, you're still paying their bills. <laughs> like all these movies and books and interviews and stuff, they're taken care of. They really didn't make what people think. Like that lawyer that helped them come up with the story that Jansen would actually get is the one that mm-hmm. made all the money. I think all in all, they only got uh, $100,000 or oh. something like that. And that's a franchise that's made millions of dollars. Like James Brolin alone got 10% of the gross of that movie. And they never pictured it doing as well as it did. But are the Lutzes mad about not getting paid more? Hell yeah, they were. That's why there was such a big stink over the second movie. See, then that makes makes me think that they're not telling the truth. If... I mean, you went through something like that anywhere close to what the movie depicts. You, why would you be trying to get famous? You'd be mortified. You'd be, you know, just scared of everything. Well, you had like the interview where they're all on like a talk show doing a live interview. uh, And James Brolin's just talking about the book. And he says on TV... That he does not believe the book is true. And George Lutz just like freeze frames, like like leans forward, like, are you really saying that right now? Oh, yeah. He's just, you can see how pissed he is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it is hard to believe. And if they stand by their story, that's one thing. But I feel like it's, it makes it hard to trust them when they are upset about money considering all the things that they went through. Right. And it's it's funny how some of the people accepted the roles for these movies. Mm-hmm. Like um who was I talking about earlier? James Brolin? Not James Brolin. Uh the the pastor, the antagonist pastor, pastor or oh, pri- uh, priest. Michael, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, Mur- Murray Hamilton. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, took the movie, uh, I think, at a time when like his wife was sick. Mm-hmm. But I think he owed a favor is how I read that. Oh. I could That, that could be off, but that's what I've read. Mm-hmm. James Brolin, he took that movie because he was on the rise. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have a script. When he accepted the role, he had to read the book. Oh. So he read the book. It started at seven o'clock by like two in the morning. He's so engulfed in the movie. He would, uh, he would take his pants and shirt off Mm -hmm. and hang them on the, on his door. Well, he gets to a certain part of the book and his pants just hit the floor and he jumped up and bumped his head. (laughs) That's how he ended up in Amityville. He's like, he was that scared that it made him want to do want, the movie yeah 
he, he knew it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And Margot Kidder, like we talked about earlier, she was in Superman. Mm-hmm. And she was talking with her agent. You do a movie from the heart and you do a movie for money. And this was the first time she could get a big salary. Because mm-hmm. apparently she didn't get paid what a lot of people think she got paid for Superman. Well, she wasn't the star. Well, that that's true. <laughs> she was just the pretty face, if you will. The pretty She's frozen Lois top Lang. lip faced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the movie gross big money for the time, especially for an independent movie. It made mm-hmm. $4.7 million. In today's money or then? No, no, no. In today's money, that's $19, $19 million. Mm-hmm. That's just, well, I take that back. That's the budget. That's oh. what they spent. Now that gross that they made, uh-huh. that thing made like $86.5 million at the box office in 1979 off of a damn near $5 million budget. Dang. So, I mean, today's money, you spent 19 you walked away with 350 plus. That's not bad. It's a decent takeaway. <laughs> so you can't tell me people didn't care about the movie. And they didn't care about the story. Yeah. I think it's the legacy and the fact that people want to believe more in the story that it hurts their view of the movie. It's hard for them to just watch the movie as a haunted house movie. Yeah. Or it, or even parts of it could be viewed as a drama because it's a family in strife because financially they cannot make it. Well, yeah, that's right after the beginning when you get over the shock of seeing the the murders and stuff the flashback of the murders it does like i said it kind of fizzles out to just this family trying to make it in their new home yeah can't pay their water bill jane Rowland can't take a shower their <laughs> shitters just filling up with black stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> nasty yeah very nasty but i think now what we'll do is we'll kind of wrap it up, bring things together, and talk about uh, our rating, a rating system that we've created for the movies going forward. So there's three things that we want to base this off of. So we've gone over essentially a breakdown of the movie, the characters in it, how we felt about the movie overall, uh, the people who played the characters, and yeah. Things like that, plus the audience and critic reviews. We want to take that into consideration, too. And now we're going to wrap that all up and give you our... Atmosphere is really big. Our rating on the movie that we just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. The first thing we're going to cover is the impact that the movie has had on society and audiences. um, The legacy that it's left behind, if you will. So... I mean, obviously, it's spawned numerous remakes and sequels and things like that. You read my mind. Why? I was, I was right there on that same wavelength with mm-hmm. you. It's hard to say that people don't care about the legacy of that movie when there's so many of them that come out, mm-hmm. and they still come out. I think that's a big tell. If people are willing to continue to remake it and retell it, uh the interviews and the documentaries. You even had the actual kids. A couple of the kids have done documentaries, like My Amityville Horror. Oh, really? Yeah, Danny did his own perspective on everything they went through 
make until making the movie. Mm-hmm. If but I've se- I saw that right when it came out, and it was good. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if he talked about the impact of the actual film that got made. But I know he went into details about how much he didn't like George, the character, the, or the dad, the actual dad. Oh, the stepdad, the real Let George me take Lutz. Yes. Oh, you're talking about the real kids, not the kids who played. Yeah, the okay. real kids. I thought you meant the characters, the actors. Oh no, I no no sorry. That would make sense, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but the not just that, I think the other thing that really carries this movie is the true crime aspect of it, which more now than ever, I feel like a lot of people, and it could just be me because I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, but I feel like a lot of people are interested in true crime. So this is just going to continue to revive itself. And it'll keep evolving. Mm-hmm. People want to be scared. But yeah, for different reasons. It's either going to revive because of the true crime aspect or the horror aspect. It's constantly in like this ebb and flow, if you will. Yeah. So I think it's had a, a super big impact. Yeah. Um, if we want to rate that on a scale of one to five, what would you say the legacy of Amityville is? I can't I can't give it a low rating because there are just too many movies. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I can it that's hard. I'm right between a 4 and a 5. I think I could give it a solid 5. Yeah. Personally, I'll give it a 5. I feel strongly about that just because of how how much has been spawned off of it. And they have constantly tried to bring new Amityville movies to the cinema. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, and even The Conjuring, as well as it did, just name dropping it in the beginning yeah. was really helpful for them to bring it Conjuring, back to the I think spelling. it's Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2, yes. Sorry. It was the second one. But then the second thing that we're going to rate it on is, um, would you watch it again? Would you rewind this movie for those of you who does it have know the re- what a VCR Does it have rewatchability? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who know what a VCR is, that rewind button. <laughs> Would you watch this movie again? Is this something that you could go back to? Absolutely. Uh, I can't put that in the middle ground because I've watched it so many times. So, And we've watched it quite a bit together. Yeah. I have, we watched it with friends, so I got to give it a four. I'm only going to give it a three. Just because I don't want to ruin a good thing. You know, I want to watch it, but then I want to give it some time before going back to it. Yeah. So I'd watch it again. It's for nostalgic reasons, but I said in the beginning that I wasn't, I don't hate this movie, of course, but it's not my top in my top horror movies. It's just kind of middle road. I'm just gonna tell you to get out oh, okay. because I think it, I think it's very rewatchable. Well, that my comment <laughs> will take us to our last rating, which is the quality of this movie. So, and I don't know if you want to go based off of the actual film quality or just overall the content quality, like the ambiance. Sure. <laughs> uh. As far as the music and all that, I think it's it's held up really well. Like the music is 
garnered like its own like mystique. Mm-hmm. People have even said that the music for this is throwaway music that was used for The Exorcist. I so, can see it. And then you literally, for the eyes in the window, you have the psycho. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really. Plus, the music got nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like, Lalo Sheffern's music got nominated for an Oscar. The I the music's iconic. Uh, the very beginning, just yeah, the little the kids. kids singing, and you have that creepy. Yeah. We woo. <laughs> we woo. <laughs> find it. Um, I <laughs> I think it's made an impact. I mean, if you're just focusing on the music aspect of it. The quality of the actual content, I like the storytelling. What? That was Patrick. That wasn't the little kids from the movie. Well, I know. I almost called you Patrick. <laughs> I <but>. know. <laughs> um, the quality of the actual content, though, like the story itself, um, I have to give it credit only because even though the haunted house trope seems so overdone now, in 1979... You almost have to. It was a breath of fresh air for its think time. Think, uh, yeah, think of it uh, in its actual time. It's hard to say to give it a low rating in that aspect because it's been done so many times over today. Because that's not fair to say. In 1979, I feel like that was impactful. Very. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shows by the box office receipt. Yeah. Yep. So overall quality, if you're looking at the little stuff that really brings it together, the the actual film quality, um, the music. The aesthetic. I love how the movie looks. Mm-hmm. And the, the storytelling itself. Overall, what on a scale of one to five? I feel like I was really hard on the acting. James Brolin, I think, he hates his role in it. I thought he was really good in it. Mm-hmm. I think he does really good. It was his role was so believable. He didn't get work. Really? Yeah, like he he lost a lot of roles because he was in that movie because he was so unlikable. Cuz he went from charming to being a guy you hated. Oh, like he so lost a just, James he lost being James Bond over that movie. They just assumed he would be like a bad guy or a he hard didn't guy want, to work with. People had this look Mm-hmm. about when they saw him on screen that they needed to lose time of knowing what he was in. That's why it took him so long to come back into into film. And then he did Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Absolutely. <laughs> was that the next movie he did? I think it was. I that's, I can't yeah. I can't say 100%, but I think that's that was his next movie. And even then that's like 6 years. I get. Yeah. His son was already acting by that time. Yeah. Well, I would give it, I'll give it a, a four just because I, uh, it was okay. It, I, I, it was more than okay. Obviously. I think what's really carrying it is the music and the story itself. Cause yeah. it's not fair to say that the story is overdone because technically it came first. Yeah. It was, it was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. I think I'll also give that a four. So a solid five, a four and a four. And what'd you say? I so I'm five, five four, four. <laughs> five, three, four. Five, three, four. Yep. That's not bad. My, that rating is like a four point three, 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 
three or wait. Well, I don't do math. Don't ask me. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I think it'll Infinity average three. out overall like a four. The overall rating. Yeah, five, four, and three. It's four. Yeah, it's a solid four. four. For me, yeah. Yeah. But mine's a little screwy. <laughs> a little bit. But it's okay. That's fine. The moral of the story is we're saying watch the movie. Definitely watch the movie. We still Form your watch own opinion. Mm-hmm. Don't take someone else's opinion. You should definitely watch it for yourself. Yeah. I would say that. Take some time. <laughs> Just give it a chance if you're not into older older movies like that because it is hard to watch the the way it's filmed sometimes like i noticed this last time we watched it they really like to do the zoom in like the quick zoom three times yeah <laughs> like on margo's face and on there was another part that that happened where it does a e, 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 <laughs> and zooms in really quick <laughs> but it's kind of uh, i cheesy. think it might be rod steiger uh, the maybe. fly scene. Yeah, it's cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> if you can get past there's just, that, there's a lot of good, a lot of good in this movie, especially for if you're looking for a couples movie. It's a really fun date night movie. Mm-hmm. Just set at home. Yeah, enjoy t- enjoy your time. That's what I said, get under a blanket, light a fall scented candle, get some popcorn. popcorn. Enjoy the movie. What? <laughs> He's yeah. just like popcorn. Yeah. And a soda pop. Oh, gross. Soda pop. All right. So that's going to cover our first episode over the Amityville Horror. I feel like it was a really good one, honestly. It's a good one to start with, I think. Just it's a classic. Even if you're not into the older horror movies, I think it's still everyone knows of the Amityville or has seen it or one of its many, many, many. Right. And who doesn't like <laughs> a haunted house story? Yeah. The classic haunted house story. Um. But that's going to wrap it up the first episode and kind of show you what, I mean, of course, I'm sure we'll figure things out as we go and kind of change the layout of things. But that's really. It's it's the jumping off point. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> it's going to be. We're going to listen to this year from now and cringe. And that's OK, because yeah. of course we are. <laughs> but uh, going forward, we're definitely going to cover a lot of different genres of movies, eras of movies. But since we're going into the fall season right now and we're both really big horror fans, we're mostly going to cover spooky horror. Anything themed for Halloween or horror. Yeah. And that's our wheelhouse. So yeah, we felt comfortable starting now, but we're going to cover right off the cliff, all sorts of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause we've already got pretty much through the end of the year planned. Yeah. Um, where we've it's, got like Christmas movies. Uh, I got some stuff for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could just say fall. Yeah, fall in general. Um, but we'll have more going forward. But right now, um, since we are just kind of getting off the ground and getting started, um, at this moment, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Retro Club Pod. We are working on a couple of other platforms. Yeah. Slasher and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Which Slasher's a new one. I don't know a ton about that. So I've been on it for over a year. It's really good for horror fans. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing like some of the groups you run into on like Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of trolling. They do not allow that on that app. It's really it's a good app. Okay. 
Yeah, so for our other horror fans, if you've heard of Slasher, you could check it out there. Is it a free platform, I assume? Yeah. Just like any other social media. Absolutely. It's a it's and it's got a really good community. Okay. Yeah, and I've never You can actually... follow me on there. Oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can know. be our first follower. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you know, you were talking about this being the first episode. Mm-hmm. So it it things can only get better. Just yeah. like in Amityville. High hopes. Well, yeah. Uh, but right now it's just Facebook, Instagram, got a little bit more coming. We're also working on a Patreon. Um, we'll have merch in the near future. Right. Got a couple of different projects going. The website, it may not be live at this point. We'll definitely let you know on the social media platforms when it goes live, but we've also got a website coming along. So yeah, there's a lot of ideas we have and it's just going to be, uh, just a building, like just building to it. Mm-hmm. So if you like what you hear, check us out. Go follow us. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you get your notifications when we go live. And we'll have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't ask them to follow us. Just follow us. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Don't you be follow scared. pages from what, 2013 when you first created an account that you forgot about? Right. You can add one more. <laughs> Tell your mom and dad. Tell you know? <laughs> Because everybody's mom and dad just jumps on Facebook. Anytime something gets popular, they, they, they're right about it. Our biggest Snapchat. supporters. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think we'll have a Snapchat. No. I don't know if we'll do TikTok. That's kind of a... I like to browse TikTok, but... I don't know if I won't have a TikTok. I don't make the TikToks. <laughs> it just depends. We'll see. We'll see how what it goes. What people request more than anything else. Yeah, we'll see what you guys like. Um, definitely let us know how you like it, what you want to see in the future. Uh, what movies you'd like to have us discuss. Hopefully this wasn't too painful for the first episode, (laughs) but it will get better. Right. And just jump on and just have conversations with us. We love to talk movies, music, and everything, really. Yep. Hit us up, and we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. See ya. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.